Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Four-man rush, Fields has time, launches downfield, it's Olave, he's got a touchdown, Ohio State! A deep strike, and the Buckeyes stretch the lead again, 56 yards, wow! It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Joe Ostrowski and Chris Ranji with you. A lot of NFL talk coming your way this week and next because we have the NFL draft, which, I mean, the event that it's become for betters, unreal. I think uh, we, we took it to a new level last year because it was the only big sporting event going on right. that you could actually bet on. So a lot of people were introduced to betting on the NFL draft and uh, a lot of a lot of books I'm pretty pleased now. Uh, for a while, I wasn't sure if we were going to have a lot of options, but we are getting a ton of them uh, right now at various books throughout the country. Again, Joe Ostrowski, Chris Ranji here. Let's bring on Simon Hunter, at Simon Hunter, T-A-N on Twitter. He co-hosts the Favorites Podcast with Chad Millman. He's a pro NFL better. Simon, it's been too long. How are you feeling? Joe, yeah, man. A lot of things have happened last time since I've been on. It's good to be back on. Oh, yeah, and, we, and we're going to go over all of it. I know this segment we want to talk about the NFL draft props, and then we'll have another segment on NFL futures and win totals. Um, just looking at the market overall, there are so many ways to bet it. You can go, uh, okay, w- which is going to be the first um, player at a given position, offensive lineman, running back, wide receiver to go, the over-unders on when players are going to go, uh, each individual team, what position will their first pick be? How about their second pick? How many running backs will go in the first round? How many wide receivers, quarterbacks, all that good stuff. Uh, do you have a particular favorite that, that you think you got some pretty strong angles on? Um, or are you just betting all of it? <laughs> yeah, I would first say to people, um, so me and Joe, we showed up a week ago to go shopping and everyone else, you just showed up today by the same exact item. So obviously me and you got to pick and choose the best of the number. A lot of people, if you're, if you're just getting into the draft betting, yeah. it's, 
it's not that you're too late to the game, but most of these lines have been bet down and like the, the, the books have kind of lined it up with most mocks. So at this point, it's hard to find value, but I still see value out there. And it's exactly like you just said, it's all about what you envision the draft going and the people you read and listen to. Like, if you really trust these people, a lot of these guys really do have a pulse on this whole draft. So some of this stuff, like we talk all the time, it's just white noise. People are just saying stuff because, you know, they got deals with the agents and what whatnot. But for me, just looking at everything, I, I still think there's the value on the Justin Fields. I saw that Mac has moved back up. I think he's back down to a plus 100, and Fields is still plus 100 to be a third pick overall. I still see there being value there in Fields where I just I just can't – I just don't believe that Shanahan's dumb enough to take Mac Jones. So believing this guy's really smart and that – people I trust are still saying that Fields is going to go there. I'm still going to take that at a pretty good value. Plus 100 taking Fields to go to the 49ers. Yeah. And it's, th- it, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Joe, go ahead. No, I was just going to follow up on that one. Do you think there's any chance that it's Trey Lance? Cause he had the pro day yesterday. The odds dipped a little bit. I noticed at points, but he went from plus 600 to plus 200 uh, in a week. I love Trey Lance. I, I honestly am one of those believers that if he played the full season this year, he would have been the number two overall pick. He was coming off 28 touchdowns, the interception season, and everything you hear about this kid, he's crazy smart and he's a freak athlete. But the fact that he didn't play last year and that we've seen, we have so much more tape on fields. And I don't know if I was John Lynch and I was the GM, I would, I'd feel like a real idiot taking a kid from North Dakota state over Justin Fields. And the simple fact we saw fields against like that Clemson game. He was playing injured and he was unbelievable. So just off all of that, I would still, I would still take the fields pick, but I, I do love your heads out of the Trey Lance, but my problem against again is value. I bet it yep. at nine to one. So now that it's down to plus 200, it's that, that value's kind of gone a little bit. You know, as you mentioned earlier, it's, it's difficult to know uh, who to listen to. I mean, there are a lot of people out there that are tied in with organizations tied in with agents and, you know, just this morning, hearing again that the 49ers really are are thinking Mac Jones. Um, you know, even though a lot of people like, as you said, Fields to to go number three overall. How I know we talked about this a little bit, but how do you know who to listen to? Like, how do you how do you know who to really trust in this? And um, you know, who is not just throwing stuff out there for organizations' sake? You know, just to just to throw off the scent. Like, how how do you really know who to go with? <laughs> right, that that's definitely the hardest part. Luckily, like the guys I work for in Vegas, I, they put me in touch with a lot of guys who they talk to people that are on teams, and it's honestly the weirdest year ever sitting through all of it because a lot of these yep. teams they're meeting guys on Zoom calls. They're uh, they're not like. We can say what we want about these pro days and these guys 40 times. We all know that those numbers are kind of skewed when it's those individual pro days. So a lot of these teams, people think these things are set in stone. And I, what I'm hearing is a lot of these teams are still kind of scrambling here at the final couple of days. And when, I, when I'm going through these mocks, I try to go through what's, what's the most likely thing. Like uh, one of my favorite things about this whole draft, I mean, I know we're talking about pick three here. I'm so excited to see what happens at pick four with Atlanta because – Mm-hmm. They're one of these teams, they're going to set off a chain reaction and all of this stuff we're betting on. Like, we'll talk about one of my favorite bets is taking pits over five and a half. So when I'm breaking this down, I, I bet this early and the line really hasn't moved much, even though people have been pounding the under for pits. And 
the whole early reason people liked this was it was kind of a locked in there that Atlanta was going to take him at the four pick. And when I look at it, I'm seeing a new general manager who just extended Matt Ryan. So they might be bluffing, acting like they're going to take a quarterback, take Trey Lance. But I know they're going to trade out there. And some team's going to trade in and take a quarterback in that four hole. So to me, it just works out. They take a quarterback in that four hole. The Bengals, they're going to be idiots not taking off at the line, but they're going to take one in the five hole, or maybe they'll take Jamar Chase. And that's how I see Pitt falling to Miami here. So I still wow. love the value on over five and a half for Pitts. Yeah, what's what's interesting is uh, earlier today, Pro Football Focus, they wrote about um, how the Bears should trade into the top five and go get fields, whether it's, you know, at, at three or at four. And you don't really know what team is going to do that. Th- does that appear to be a team to you that is likely to get that far up? Because from everything we have ever heard, they just don't have enough draft capital to make that happen. So how likely do you think that is? Yeah, that would take a competent GM. I don't know if uh, the Bears. Yeah, um, yeah. Sell the farm. I, they were the team I was really hoping was going to be in that three hole because, to me, Andy Dalton, like we all said, it's just a band aid. And when you're a GM, we've seen it time and time again. All GMs are trying to do extend is extend their life. How do you extend your life longer as a GM than getting a rookie quarterback? So, I was shocked they didn't give up the three first round picks or whatever they were offering to Houston for Deshaun and just put it into the draft. Because exactly, like people were trying to bat on the Eagles and the Rams because of the golf and Winston, how that didn't work out. The, the Rams literally went to the Super Bowl and the Eagles won a Super Bowl. So if I'm one of these teams, I would just move all these assets just to get up and get the quarterback of the future. Because if you don't have one, all you're doing is treading water for the next five to 10 years. This is BetQL Daily, Joe Ostrowski and Chris Ranji with Simon Hunter at Simon Hunter TAN on Twitter, Pro Better, and he's on the Favorites Podcast with Chad Millman over at the Action Network. Let's talk about the, the market with the first player at each position. Um, let's uh, talk about if there's any value at the at the current numbers, Simon. First running back, receiver, offensive line, defensive line, cornerback, first non-cornerback, first defensive player. All that stuff is out there to bet on. Is there anything that stands out that you can bet on right now? I would say with people looking at that kind of stuff, I, I would try to stay away from crossing like the 200, 250 threshold because we just see it time and time again where there's a lot of upsets in the draft. So mm-hmm. for value, one of my favorite plays right now is Slater. And this is all based on the Bengals really taking – Jamar Chase, if they really take him in that spot and they pass on an uh, offensive lineman, I could see a team like Carolina or the Lions taking Slater because just everything I've read, they just want a guy who's established, consistent, and they know that he can play any of the positions, and that's what that guy is. So I, I know he's uh, he's he's going – I think he was plus 390. He might be plus, uh, plus 300, plus 350, depending on your book. I still think there's value on Slater being the first alignment taken at that plus number. Yeah, that number keeps taking a nosedive. Uh, to your point earlier, Simon, about betting early with the NFL draft. I remember like a month ago we were talking about this uh, with Ross Tucker, and he was he was on it back then, and it was like plus 600, plus 700 for Slater for first offensive lineman, and now he's in the plus 250 uh, to plus 285 range. So uh, it is not a lock that Sewell will be the first offensive lineman taken. What about um, over-under for uh, for these players with, with all the uh, with the draft position? You know, like Najee Harris is 28 and a half at some books, 29 and a half at other books. Do you have any favorites? 
Yeah, I I I like my favorite guy in most of these drafts is Gettleman. There's, there's he's the easiest GM to read of all the GMs because he is just so open and just so pretty much telling you exactly what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. So everything I'm hearing is Devontae Smith with them. And he just loves the whole thing. The guy's a Heisman winner. Uh, he's he's fallen a little bit. Like if this if this draft was if we were just talking about a couple of months ago, we would have said he was a top ten pick. So right now they have his over under at eleven and a half. I like the value on that. They're that they're sitting there at pick eleven, the Giants. And certain books, like I know Points Bet's doing a special. I think it's plus two fifty or plus two hundred for him to be their first pick. So I like that play with the Giants and him and. When, when people are looking at these over-unders, you, you want to kind of check to see where they opened. Because if the line had moved three or four spots against where you're going, I, I would kind of I would stay away from that. But if it's only moved a little bit and you still like the value, I, I would definitely play Because the guy we just talked about Slater, I got him at 12 and a half. I think it's down to nine and a half is over-under. And Mac Jones, another great example. He opened at 15 and a half at a lot of sports books. He dropped all the way down to four and a half. I think I saw Circa the other day. They opened him at nine and a half. So, there's going to be different books. You want to shop around and try to find these values of the overrunners because different books are going to take different stands. So you'll be able to make really good value playing that way. Is there any really good value for defensive linemen? This class is so hard to evaluate with that because there's not like the one standout guy like Chase Young. We, we have a bunch of guys who people are flip-flopping on. Like the middle linebacker, we know who's going there for linebacking position. Uh, we, we pretty much know at this point what safety's going and I'm having a tough time to D line. I really haven't touched it much because every mock has been different about where guys are going. So I, I just haven't found the value I've been looking for trying to figure out which which D lineman is going to be the first one off the board this year. What about the amount of trades that actually take place in round one? The number I've seen is uh, five and a half, the over under, with the amount of teams that move. What? Do you, how do you feel about that? I play because it's fun, but it's. You never know. It's always just the ultimate sweat because you're that when you make that bet, you're pretty much banking on people trading into the background because you'll you'll get you'll probably get four four trades before it even gets to pick thirty, and that's it. The final two picks or three picks, you're just sweating because you need people to trade back in. <laughs> yeah. Well, this year it's been different with the QB talk. I don't know. Like we don't have a Lamar Jackson where it's like, do we see like one of these like QBs falling? No, we see Mac Jones being the fifth pick in the top fifteen. So it's it's a little hard here to see if there's value this year with the trading back in, and especially the fact that we've had, I mean, what is it, four or five trades now before the draft even started. So for me, I, I would play it if you're just looking for fun, take the over, but I would not be putting more than you know ten bucks on it. Uh, with Simon Hunter of the Action Network, this is BetQL Daily coming up in a bit. We'll get some futures and some win total talk uh, from Simon Hunter, some opinions there. Simon, I know you're a man always looking for value. Uh, we've established that over our, our many conversations. It, it appears that, you know, it, maybe it's tougher to nail, but but a spot that um, betting the NFL draft that you can really find some value that was just posted, I believe, over the weekend is some of these books listed all the teams and what will be the first position that they end up taking? And that's a it's a good way to get some plus money. Uh, are you going to be betting into that? I've been pounding these things. I love it. DraftKings, yeah. they're just becoming a book of the people. They opened these up like two, three weeks ago. And they okay. just got absolutely slaughtered. <laughs> uh, they put up the Patriots to take a quarterback at. I think it was plus 1,000. It might be down to like plus 150 now. Um <laughs> 
Carolina opened up at plus 600 to take an offensive lineman. It's down to, uh, I believe, plus 120. I still like that value with Carolina. I think they're one of these teams that whatever lineman falls to them, they're just going to take them because they have they took all defensive players last draft. They signed a bunch of guys in free agency. They're really strong. Like that, that offensive weapon-wise, they don't really need anything. They got the wide receivers. They got the running back. I just think Carolina plus 120 to take offensive lineman, like you just said, that's still a great value. So we're not, when you're looking at these, it's uh, – like we said, you're trying to guess how the draft's going to go. So if I think the Bengals, they have to take offensive linemen, there's still a good value there because people really do believe they're going to take Chase. So if you like that, I'm looking at it right now. It's plus 130 on DraftKings. Uh, the, the Bengals are drafting O linemen. So like you said, going through these things, look for these plus numbers because, man, there's, there's crazy value still because a lot of these books, they're trying to weigh against the money coming in other positions. So gotcha. most of these things are going to find a plus number. Beautiful. Simon Hunter isn't going anywhere at Simon Hunter TAN on Twitter. We're going to talk about win totals and other NFL futures next. It's Joe Ostrowski and Chris Ranji. You're locked into the BetQL audio network. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Watson back of the shotgun, trips to the left. Here's the snap, Watson is back to pass. He looks going deep down the left side, trying to find Fuller. He's got it! Touchdown, Texans! Deshaun Watson finds Will Fuller for a 40-yard touchdown strike. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Joe Ostrowski and Chris Raji today. Our guest is Simon Hunter, co-host of the Favorites Podcast with Chad Millman. He's a pro NFL better. He's on Twitter at Simon Hunter, T-A-N. Uh, continuing our conversation on the NFL. So we just talked about the uh, draft props that you will be betting now and much of next week in preparation for next Thursday's draft. So let's talk about some futures and win totals. And Simon, let's hit on process first. Um there are a few different books that, that uh, started to release their win total numbers. And most of these places, you, you can't, if you bet a lot of money, if you're a pro, you, you can't really bet a ton on these at this point. They want to see where uh, some people stand, obviously. Uh, what is your process? Do you come up with your own numbers before the, these books post theirs? Or do you kind of wait till they, they get their numbers out there and react that way? Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm a first nighter, so I I think it was a Thursday that I posted. I got a bunch of texts. I went down to AC the next morning. Um, it's a thousand book limit. Most books uh, okay. they'll let you hit it again if they move the line either way. So if they move the juice from minus one ten to minus one hundred five, they'll let you hit it again for a thousand. But 
you can't hit the same number again, especially if you're doing it online. They'll just, they limit your uh, online betting. Um, for me, when it first opened, I, I, I definitely, you don't have schedules yet. You know what teams are going to play, but you don't know how the schedule's laid out. So I don't go too crazy because people think that stuff doesn't matter, but it does. It's, you you want to hope that a team gets an easier in the schedule in the sense that they don't have a late bye week. They don't have, you know, three road games to end the season, different things like that you're looking for. But for for me, ones that really jumped out are teams that people like and that I can get advantage on trying to fade. And one of those teams is actually my own favorite team is the Eagles. So they opened at six and a half plus 123 on DraftKings. And I immediately bet that um, under just on the simple <laughs> fact that pe- people want to believe in Jalen Hurts, just like I do too. I want to believe in the kid, but what we know is this guy is a second round pick and maybe just two, three years before that, he would have been a fourth or fifth round pick. He struggled really, really struggled in second halves of games. And it's going to be one of those where whatever he's really good at, the NFL is going to pretty much figure out and defend against. And he's going to have to try to exploit his own weaknesses and try to benefit from that stuff. And when I look at this Eagles team and all the holes they have, and it's not, this isn't just one draft. They're going to solve all these issues. They're literally paying Carson Wentz $35 million to play for the Colts this year. So when I look at this Eagles team, I just think they're going to be a real rebuild mode. I don't really believe the Jalen Hurd type. So at six and a half at a plus number, I, I really do like that under for them. Uh, Simon, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, we were talking about it on yesterday's show a little bit when looking at the NFC East. The two that I liked were the Philly under, and the other one was Washington over eight. What do you think about them? I'm right there with you. I love it. Uh, the uh, People have said it's going to be tougher for them because they have the harder schedule, the fact that they won the division. But a lot of that stuff evens out because some of these different teams that win divisions just like take the Saints. They don't have Drew Brees anymore. So there's going to be a lot of turnover in the NFL where I don't try to get too worried about that stuff. And I'm looking at a Washington team that they had a revolving door quarterback last year, and they were still were able to win that division. And the fact that we have an, ad- an added game to the schedule, their defense has only improved. Their offense has only improved. I, I love this Washington team coming as a real good sleeper team. So – over eight, I love it. Worst case scenario, I see it being a push. But I had them graded out at 9.3, so I think you're getting a whole game and a half pretty much of value. So I, I do like this over for them. What about the Buccaneers at 11 and a half and Tom Brady, who just had the the knee surgery, and he thinks he'll be okay at, at the start of the season? And You, you, you never really know, um, though. It, it, at some point, the dude's just not going to be himself. He keeps proving everybody wrong, though, uh, You know, thinking he's old. Um, he, he just keeps doing it. So at, at what point though, do you think that stops and is 11 and a half, a good number? If you wanted to go over there now, knowing there are 17 games. Smart number by them. Like I, I, I do, I do like the over. The only reason I wouldn't tell people to take it is because it's such a public play where they just won the Super Bowl, So everyone's going to take that over. Right. Mm-hmm. But when is it going to happen? That's the thing. It's like we're all just waiting for Brady to just fall apart. We've never seen anything like it. And like you say, he's coming off a knee surgery. So I'm already going to fade them regardless. I Like anytime Tom Brady is quarterback in a team, that team does not care about September. They always use it as a preseason anyway. So say they go two and two, one and three to start the year, you would have a chance of catching that under. But if they just come out of the gate as gangbusters going three and one in that division where 
Atlanta, I think they're the worst. They're rated the worst team in the division. They might be plus 800 to win that division. We know Carolina's deal with Sam Darnold, and we don't know the whole deal with the Saints. It's hard not to take that over with that division because they're the only team that we know what they are. They're a team that has got every piece back from the Super Bowl they had last year, and they still have Tom Brady. So if people really have to bet that, I, I would take the over. I would not be betting on Tom Brady to fall apart because that's just a losing bet, as we've seen over the years. And that, that's it's dangerous. You know, I, I'm right there with you. Like every year you think this is it. This is the end for Brady, and it, this is when he when he goes to hell, and he never does it. So I've, I have I have no idea when to expect that to happen. Um, I'm I'm kind of interested in where the Kansas City Chiefs are as well. And and Mahomes had his toe surgery or or whatever it was, and you know he should be okay to go with a number like twelve. Do you, knowing as good as he is and as good as that offense is still supposed to be, do you have any reservations about taking an over for a team, a team like the Chiefs? Of course. As every pro will tell you this is when you take the under. This is what you're supposed to do. <laughs> but the, the Chiefs break every rule. It's simple, simple fact they have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. They're, it doesn't matter. I know their, their division has improved. The odds of them hitting that number are well below 40%. But computers can't take into account greatness, and that's what Mahomes is. We saw last year they lost one game after winning a Super Bowl. That's, I don't think people really understood how insane of a feat that is. And we saw what happened. They got rid of a couple offensive linemen. People were panicking, and then they signed a couple offensive linemen. They're, they're just such a, well, a well-run organization that that's another team where if you're going to bet that number, I, I would just take you over just because you're going to be killing yourself when they're 12-0. and 0 heading into the week 13. Sure. Uh, with Simon Hunter of the Action Network, Pro NFL Better on Twitter, at Simon Hunter, T-A-N. This is BetQL Daily. And uh, Simon, you mentioned a few off the top that you really like. You mentioned uh, your Eagles going under, even though you are a fan of the team. It sounded like you liked Washington over. What are uh, some of your other favorites? Yeah, I don't know if you heard the big news. Our, our show got bought by Colin Cowherd. So now I have to do stuff for this um, company called The Volume, which Colin started. So yes, we went on there and we, I, I talked to him a little bit. And he was he's pumping up all these different teams, and one that stood out that he liked as well was the team we just talked about, the Colts. In that division, the way we see it played out last year, the fact that Philip Rivers took them to an eleven and five record and then retired the following uh, the off season, man, if Carson Wentz and return to form, that team will easily eclipse 10 wins in that division. We, we know that Houston is just an absolute train wreck. It's tough to see Deshaun Watson playing. And with the Jaguars, they're going to be improved. Of course, Trevor Lawrence is obviously going to be an upgrade of, of uh, Minshew. But at the same time, are they going to be that much of an improvement that they're going to sweep the Colts? And the Tennessee Titans, they just lost what we think made that team tick, which was their offensive coordinator. So, in a division I really like sticking out the fade with that the AFC South, I just think the Colts are so far above all these other teams that even if Carson Wentz comes in there and he's not all world, I can just see that team easily cruising to 10 wins. So I, I really like the over of 10. It's that plus money right now for the Colts. Are you doing anything uh, futures-wise with the Colts? Yeah, I, I, I played them before Carson went there, and their odds bumped up, and then it actually came back down, which is never a great sign as a professional. But <laughs> they are at uh, plus two thousand five hundred, so I hit that twice. So I pretty much put two grand and went fifty k on the sense that I see a path for them. 
I could see them getting the top one or two seed. And that team is just so complete. I, I really like betting that, that kind of thing where when people ask me about betting these futures, my advice is always, you don't want to give the sports book a thousand bucks to hold on to for nine, 10 months. Like you rather, you'd be better off investing that money in the stocks than you would be giving it to a sports book. So if you are going to give them a thousand bucks, try to get long shot odds, anything greater than 20 to one, that's worth leaving your money in a sports book for a couple of months. So for really long shots at this point, you're trying to look for a team that the only thing missing is a quarterback. So it's a, a complete team that needs a quarterback to grow or like improve on what they are. So for just looking pure value base wise, the Giants, we, we all know what Daniel Jones is. None of us really believe in him, but the team that has built around them now is so complete at 66 to one. There's good value there. Same thing goes with Denver. Denver is one of those complete teams on paper. They're 66 to one. I know everything about Drew Locke, everything he's saying, every, every, it is all true. Denver might trade up for a quarterback, who knows, but whatever happens at 66 to one on a team on paper that is arguably top five in the AFC, mm-hmm. you have to take that bet. Even if it's just a $100 investment, that's crazy returns. Do you take that same philosophy when it comes to um, MVP votes five months before a season starts? So, like, I mean, you've got uh, Russ Wilson at 20 to one, Kyler Murray at 20 to one. I mean, obviously, the favorites are always going to be people like Mahomes and, and Aaron Rodgers. But is there, I mean, how do you approach that, first of all, when you're this far out from a season starting and betting on MVP if you do it at all? Right. And so what you just said is hilarious because you said guys like Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers, I think, was 20 to 1 at this point last year. So yeah, it's definitely one of those you're trying to fade the noise off the preview season, try to think about what kind of guys could step up. But of course, going into the year blank slate, it's like, man, it's always Mahomes' reward award to lose. Like last year, he played nearly perfect season and Rodgers just got it off accolades. So it's definitely tricky trying to do that futures market where I like doing crazy long shots. Like before um, Wentz was traded, Jalen Hurts was 100 to one to be it. I think Bradford now is 100 to one, or maybe it's uh, 80 to one. Those are the kind of things I do where it's like, yeah, it's a ticket that I'm probably going to burn, but you never know if these guys can have a breakout year and they're just in the top, you know, three or four finalists. That's a really easy hedge out on a hundred dollar investment. So for this upcoming season, you just said the guy I really like, Russell Wilson. I just think all the stuff going on there, the team's under a lot of pressure. I, I just could see him having a really big bounce back year. And once again, him being that whole offense. So I do like the value right now, Russell Wilson. Do you like the value in Kyler Murray? They've got the same exact odds right now. I'm done with Arizona. Until King Kingsbury is <laughs> gone, I'm done with that team. I agree. Yeah, I hear you, man. Uh, well, speaking of the NFC West, wh- what did you think about the win totals? I thought it was notable that we have three teams in double digits with Seattle, San Francisco, and the LA Rams. Yeah, it's the classic sports book just shrugging their shoulders, and they're just like, yeah. you guys figure it out. Uh, we saw the same thing last year, where it was just all bottled neck, and it ended up being the 49ers had the injuries, so they fell out of the race, and yeah, that's, that's a really tough one because you're kind of banking on what, what team can outlast the other ones. Because we saw last year that division just beat the crap out of each other. I mean, the Rams had plenty of injuries, so did the 49ers. And we saw the Seahawks in the playoffs, they lost to a backup quarterback in the Rams because these teams just know each other so well. So just looking at it on paper, 
for value-wise, I'm just going to bank on Russell Wilson. The guy just year in, year out, doesn't matter what happens, he's going to win 10 games. So at nine and a half, yeah, I really do like the Seahawks over. Yeah, we covered the NFL draft props in the last segment, but just because it's kind of out in the news right now, just something I want to follow up with you, Simon. Um, I, I think it's hilarious that people have been talking about how, hey, um, Gettleman never, ever trades back. And now Rappaport's out there saying, hey, Gettleman might trade back. Are, are we at a point where you should just try to ignore a lot of the stuff that gets reported? Yeah, but it's so hard. I know what you mean. It's yeah. so hard. Because I'm, I'm the same way. Where like I woke up and I saw the, the odds move on the Nat Jones. And I go, all right, now I have to check out, see what happened on Twitter, yada, yada, yada. But, yeah, I, I think this final week it's just all mainly BS. Like Atlanta going to see, I think maybe it was uh, Trey Lance or maybe it was Justin Fields. Like Atlanta acting right. like they're going to take a quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's tough to uh, tune out some of that noise right now. Uh, Simon Hunter at Simon Hunter T-A-N on Twitter. Uh, Make sure you check him out. Good stuff there. We'll get to our best bets next.